You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Essential Apple. And uh, today I'm listening to the wind trying to rip the roof off the bungalow because storm, whatever it is, is here, threatening to bring 70 and 80 mile an hour winds. So uh, you'll see why we all think that's quite a bad thing later on. But um, I am joined as ever by Nick. Hello, Nick. Hi, Simon. Yes, it's uh, uh, windy everywhere tonight, I think is fair to say, unless you're listening from the US, of course. Well, I don't know. I think they might be having some fairly bad weather as well, to be honest. But there we go. Um, <laughs> did, didn't Donnie say he'd had several inches of snow all of a sudden? Anyway. Oh, I think he did. Yes, yes, yes. I think he did. I think yeah. he did. And I think there's, there's <laughs> some storms or something on the East Coast. Anyway, there we are. And we are also joined this week by uh, my associate, uh, the Reverend Andrew Dotchin, who is, I believe, a canon of Felixstowe and uh, also part of the Mission to Seafarers, which we will talk about shortly. So, hello, Andrew. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Great to be here today, even though we might get blown away by the end of it. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. And um, <laughs> as I just said in the in the sort of uh, pre-show chatter, as uh, you know, as uh, your Involved with the mission to seafarers, I think we should have a, a, a swift uh, chorus of for those in peril on the sea. Because uh, oh, I, and how? Um, because I would not wish to be. I would not wish to be out wind. at sea in this wind. Thank uh, you very much. No, even even in port is hard work. They they tend to uh, loosen the moorings and move away and mm. stop loading. Operation Stack. You know, everyone near a port knows about Operation Stack. Oh yes, yeah. don't we just? Don't we just? Yes, indeed. So, um, obviously, Andrew, you are a member, like myself, of the Suffolk Mac user group and have been for some time. So um, do you wish to tell yeah, us? I'm on my fourth machine, so that's about it. Describes how long I've been in. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's, uh, so, yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell us about your um, sort of Mac experience, how you got into the Mac or whatever? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... Why didn't I do this earlier? Really, that's that's the thing. I've, I've been on been on Mac now for about twenty years, um, and before that, I was sitting there, you know, ever ever decreasing shelf life of a of a Windows machine. You'd buy one for a year and a half; it would last, and then it'd last for a year, and then last for nine months, and then those kind of endless upgrades where you suddenly found not only had to buy the machine, you had to buy the software again. And uh, a friend of mine said, "Oh, I've got yeah, needed actually. It was someone going to going off to Vicar's school and needed some extra dosh. So I said, would you like to buy my old Mac?' And I thought, "Oh, all right, I'll do you a favour.' Never looked back. Um, 
marvellous, uh, particularly with the stuff I do in schools and um, presentations in different places. Plug and play. Yeah, put 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 the stick in it, and it works. Instead of having to you know, press button A, then button B, and go and find a threepenny bit. Uh, the, the the Windows system works, but yeah, uh, absolutely sold. And of course, yeah, the argument always is that people say, oh, but doesn't it cost, cost a lot? And I say, yeah, how much does it cost you to spend every morning defragging for an hour <laughs> while your uh, Windows system boots up? On the negative side, my coffee consumption has gone down because I used to kind of turn the turn the PC on, go make a brew. Um, now, <laughs> Mac is alive and we're straight on the keyboard. It's great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yep. And, um, of course, I met Andrew uh, through that because um, you previously you were uh, the vicar of Witten Parish, which is on the outskirts of Ipswich, which I know well because my grandmother lived there when I was a child. And uh, you used to bring me your um, Witten Church newsletter which we That's used to right. print yeah, at yeah. keeping press yeah. um Witten is a lovely part of it which is where um where many of the caribbean folk who moved to england in the 60s uh they ended up on on that estate in ipswich and there's a kind of a lovely melange of cultures and skin tones and uh, lilt to the language that's different from any other part of ipswich um and it's just good um i'm always so proud of the uh the, the the pioneers in in that area who decided that love was love and uh, doesn't matter what color your fellow or your girl was we're going to marry and uh, yeah made a made a loving community very good very good indeed so um part of the reason that I've asked Andrew on other than the fact that he is a Mac user and a Mac lover uh, to talk about the news is as I said he is um part of the mission to seafarers and uh, at our Mac user group social um. Andrew put forward a proposal to those of us in the group and uh, to spread out to the wider community. And I thought, well, I've got 300 odd listeners, not all in the UK, I admit, but uh, why not? I think it's a good cause. And so I thought I'd let Andrew come and uh, plead his case and also, uh, you know, tell us all about the mission to seafarers and what they do. And uh, I'll be honest, um, I've always thought of what was uh, known to my grandfather as the sailor's mission, uh, as a sort of YMCA for merchantmen, but I'm sure it's more, it's more than that, I'm sure. But uh, you can tell us all about it, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the, the Seafarer Centre in uh, Felix Airport and many ports, not just in the UK, but across the whole world, uh, often has a chaplain who's part of the mission to seafarers, uh, commonly known as the Flying Angel, uh, which is their logo. And all across the world, uh, their task is to make sure that when when a matlow gets into port, they make connections with their family. Uh, for some time when I lived in South Africa, my father, uh, who was an all-drinking, all-swearing, all-smoking matlow, uh, did 25 years in the Royal Navy and 20 years in the South African Navy. He ran the seafarer centre in Port Elizabeth. And he said to me once, said, Andy, do I look like a vicar? <laughs> yeah, my dad never went to church at all. You know, he only ever prayed when he was under the polar ice cap chasing Russian Russian submarines. Uh, but um, uh, so I said, well, why? You know, he said, well, the lads off the boats call me Padre. So I said, what do you do? Well, uh, I go and fetch them in the minibus, bring them to the centre, make them a brew, tell them to phone home. In those days, there was a bank of 
uh, ordinary uh, analog phones uh, in the centre. He'd exchange their money into the local currency so they didn't get seen off by the shops. And then they'd say to them, look, don't go to that nightclub. Nonetheless, at two o'clock the next morning, he'd be outside that nightclub and fill the bus with drunk matlows and put them back onto their boats. I said, well, you're doing what a padre does. He said, no, I'm doing what a coxswain does. because You can't sail without a crew member. But the big thing about Mission to Seafarers always throughout the and world, wherever our listener is, you, you go to a port nearby, you'll find uh, there's, there's someone who's looking after the blokes, off, blokes and girls off the ships, is making contact with home. Mm. Now, things have changed. Uh, no longer is there a bank of analog telephones. Thank heavens. Uh, if we've got mobile technology and you've got an internet connection on board your ship, you can be in touch with home frequently until you drop your phone. You drop your phone when you're out in the ocean somewhere. Well, one of two things happens. If you're unlucky, it goes straight into the drink and that's it. The master is not going to stop his super tanker just so that you can go and get your iPhone 11. Or... Um, it drops onto the casing, and it might survive, but I don't think even Apple products are, are that good yet, particularly if you're high up on, on, on top of the deck, and then it goes spiraling down to the, the casing below. So when you get to shore, which doesn't happen very often, the first thing you need to do is get a phone. Now, since COVID and even before then, there's a challenge with short turnaround times. I mean, I was saying to someone this afternoon, the ultra-large container ships nowadays, something like 24,000 containers and a crew of less than 20. Wow. That's 150 containers per crew member. And the crew numbers are getting smaller and smaller. Container numbers are getting bigger and bigger. And when you do get in shore, you're unloading a very little short leave, shore leave, and you really can't you know, run into town, buy a new phone. It's not that the Matlows don't have money. They've got money. Uh, they've got paid piling up that they haven't been able to spend while they're at sea. But they just can't get the new phone. And certainly in Britain, when you go to the local uh, Vodafone or um, Tesco's or Three Mobile, whoever, they say, oh, can we see your utility bill before you buy your phone? And the Matlow, who doesn't speak English, mostly speak, speaks uh, Tagalog, the Filipino language, um, can't help and has got to be back on board. So what we're doing in UK branch of Missions of Seafarers is we're hoping to give chaplains pre-loved phones and pre-loved tablets so that when someone a ship comes in, the first thing we can do is a gangplank visit. The bottom of the gangplank would say, anyone need a phone? Here you are. Here's, here's a phone that works, is set to any network, and uh, we'll sell them uh, a, a good universal SIM card that will see them throughout the world. It's great work. And you see their, their their eyes light up because there's nothing that you, you when you're at sea you miss home greatly. And some of the trips are three, four, five months long. And if you happen to be on a ship called I don't know if you heard about it, the Ever Given, she finally limped into Felixstone six months late after being stuck in the Suez Canal. And every single crew oh, yeah. member, every single crew member of Ever Given received a SIM card from Felixstone Seafarer Centre. And that was great. And we do want to keep on that work. So, listeners, over to you. That old thing you've got is cluttering up. It's no sense trying to trade it in because nobody wants an iPhone 4, 5, 6, 7, or even, remember, the iPhone X. 
Uh, but a sailor does, so long as it's a smartphone. Clean it up, drop it into me if you can in Felixstowe. You can find me on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, or whatever we call it nowadays. Suffolk Vickers, my tag. Or go to your local Mission to Seafarer Centre, and they will help and be happy to pass a phone on to someone who really wants to phone their family and be in touch. Very good. Oh, that's brilliant. We will put the... <laughs> We will we'll put uh, Andrew's contact details in the uh, in the show notes, of course, so you can reach him. Uh, or, of course, right. um, I will put a link to the Mission to Seafarers website for those of you who are overseas. And if you're overseas, obviously, it's probably not worth trying to send an old iPhone or <laughs> iPad to Andrew. You know, just consider making a donation to your, you know, your local branch of the mission um, yeah. or even yeah. inquire there. Um, I don't know. Obviously, this is a UK thing, not necessarily worldwide, but. Um... Oh, 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 wait, wait. We are worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we, no, I know the have, mission is worldwide. Have, I know the mission is mission. worldwide. I meant your your um your smartphone. Is, is that a worldwide thing as well? Um, certainly. If 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 you go to your your local port in Eastern Seaboard, United States, go to the the Seafarer Center. Would say, well, there's there, there's this vicar in 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 Felix. So he says he gives phones to seafarers. Would you like to do the same? The chaplain will bite your hand off. So uh, please, yeah, wherever you are in the world, um, don't let the tech go mouldy in your in, in 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 your desk drawer. There's someone out there who'd love to have it. Excellent. So we will. Yeah, when, uh... you, when you were talking, when you were talking about um, uh, dropping phones into the sea, if you're if you're unlucky, uh, it rather reminds. I used to work for a water company, which everyone would have known uh, who's listening probably, and. Um, they had a habit of dropping them in sewage tanks, and you definitely didn't want to have to go after those. <laughs> oh, I don't dear. know where, where people drop their phones. I, I, I do, I, too many female friends of mine, they find they're having to fish their phone out of the loo. And uh, I yes. kind of say, really, how on earth does that happen? And I suppose it's yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know about you guys. You know, it's personal habits and behaviours. But when I'm when I'm on the loo, I have the phone in my hand because I'm doing important work. Where <laughs> apparently uh, many <laughs> members of the, uh, those have got two X chromosomes. Many of them, but they they don't do that. They leave the phone in the back pocket of their jeans. Yeah, and it's when they do the dismount and pull up their jeans that's when the phone flips out and falls in, in into the loo. Well, yeah. that I mean, just stay on your phone, Wills. That's the answer. Yeah, keep the phone in your hand. <laughs> of course, the other the other problem with that, which is nothing to do with ladies and everything to do with fashion designers, is many women will tell you they would bemoan the fact that ladies' clothing does not have proper pockets. Oh, yes, that's true. They either have, you know, faux pockets or pockets that are deep enough to get about one quarter of your phone into, um, so, yep, which yep, is why you will yep. see teenage girls walking around with their, you know, their iPhone sticking out across their hip because that's as far into their pocket as it will go. So there yes, you go. or 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 in another, in another very visible place, and then you. Yeah, you, you have the the butt dial, or you have the um, uh, dial, uh, which happens between where you keep your phone. I I I, I have a, a wonderful bride who who married two years ago, and she was fanatical about pockets, and 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 the designer for her wedding dress and her bridesmaid's dress, they all had deep 
pockets. And the uh, <laughs> the picture afterwards of her and her posse, uh, yeah, in, in great big ball guns with hands thrust into pockets. Yeah, we're here. We're the crew. We've got this <laughs> sorted. And, and I'm pretty sure one of them had a phone. Because, <laughs> well, how are you going to take a selfie otherwise? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Quite right. Quite right. So, uh, presumably, Andrew, the uh, the mission is also there for uh, as a listening ear. I, I, I'm making an assumption, but um, <laughs> I yes. guess, uh, yeah. I mean, we we were talking in church this morning about uh, the the relationship that we have with 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 the seafarers themselves. One of our parishioners is a, is a bus driver, so he he's allowed to go onto the port itself, collect seafarers from the, the enclosed area. And then bring them to the centre. Well, yeah, we they um they buy their souvenirs, have a cup of coffee, have a pint. We've got a bar there, and um, um, every so often someone says, "I need to talk to a vicar or a priest." And most often, oddly enough, it's the master who um they have a rough ride. I mean, hmm. they, they 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 you know no prisoners are taken when you're at sea, and the, the number of times I've sat with the master of a ship and his, and his mate. And they've talked through things they've had to say and things they've had to do with, with, with some of their crew to make sure the ship got home safe. And, um, yeah, it's oh, it's a privilege to sit with someone and yeah. then they say, well, look, yeah, I haven't been to church for ages. I do the online stuff, but I have communion. Um, and when that happens, it doesn't matter what flavor Christian you are. Uh, you say, yeah, here we are. Uh, let, let's share bread. Let's have a sip of wine and know that we're one family regardless of, the, of whatever the sea's doing to you. It is fierce out there. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, I, it's a really difficult job, I'm sure. Well, I, I, I mentioned about my dad. I mean, he, uh, he, when he said about church, he said, what church you belong to, Dad? He was a Scotsman. And I thought, yeah. you know, Presbyterian or Church of Scotland. He said, oh, Church of the Wheelbarrow. I go when I'm pushed. Um, <laughs> but... But on the other hand, uh, he was crew on the first Royal Navy submarine to go to the North Pole. And he says, when you're oh, in wow. an ice cap, you pray. Um, and he, he ended up going there five times. The first time, though, was in a diesel submarine, uh, which is rather fun because you have to come up for air. Um, mm. And you've know, got to hope that there's a thin, thin uh, uh, the, the ice pack thins a bit. So you can surface to to uh, charge your your, your electric uh, your batteries is is really something. But the Americans did it in the Nautilus, so the Royal Navy wasn't going to be defeated. Uh, but they basically put, <laughs> they put a cattle grid on on, on the bow of a submarine, uh, so it could ram the ice and, and get to the surface. But they got there, and when they got to the North Pole, what did they do? With the Royal Navy, we played cricket uh, because. That's, <laughs> That's it. Uh, and it started uh, uh, when the Royal Navy finally got a, a fleet of nuclear submarines, an annual competition, which has kind of fallen into abeyance since uh, uh, the Russians have got more, um, shall we say, energetic. Uh, the year, uh, a, a Royal Navy submarine and a United States Navy submarine would meet at the North Pole and they would play for their sports trophy. And one year they would play baseball and the Yankees would win. And the next year they'd play cricket and the Royal Navy would win. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the, re the reason why uh, the Royal Navy lost the baseball, because they insist on using a white ball. I don't think why that would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Right, so um, let's have a look at what's been in the news this week, lads. Um, 
obviously the Vision Pro that is everywhere because pre-orders have uh, started and probably all sold out in minutes. And um, so I'm not going to go on much about that. Every uh, you know, every news podcast and every tech podcast is going on and on about the Vision Pro, and uh, we talked about it last week. So I don't think we've got much else to talk about. But what is happening is uh it's the max 40th birthday oh so there we are 40 years ago the mac triggered a revolution in user experience uh and that one's from the miss smithsonian um it's quite a nice little piece uh for those of us who uh remember that and for those who don't it's uh, an interesting little read um and to go along with that, the Computer History Museum in Mountain View will be celebrating the Apple Mac turning 40. Um, the iPhone in Canada blog uh, has a piece on Apple executives talking about the Mac's 40th birthday this week. Um, and uh, as it says here, Wired Stephen Levy sat, sat down with Apple executives to discuss the iconic computer's journey and future ahead of its milestone birthday on January the 24th. Um, what what do, you, what do you do with a computer once? I mean, the fact is our computers these days are all so powerful. What do you do with it once it actually becomes a mature product? And <laughs> it's difficult to know, isn't it? I mean, I mean, if you ask Apple where they, where they were going over the last few years, they're going to say, well, we changed the shape slightly, and then we changed the, sh- changed the shape slightly again, and then we did it again. <laughs> Um, uh, it's a, I mean, a bit difficult to... Yeah. I mean, 40, you're kind of thinking about colour. I mean, that has been one of the things with iPhones lately, hasn't it? Let's have a different colour. So yeah. so here's an idea. It's a 40th anniversary. Why do we not have a ruby-coloured MacBook? And yeah, that's an interesting yeah, idea. An idea. And if you click once, you're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, um, I like that. Uh, very good. Yeah. Very good. You, yeah, I'd like to be in Kansas because their their football team's doing well at them. Boy, their their gridiron team, should I say, for British listeners, listeners, is doing very well at the moment again. <laughs> and my daughter, my daughter-in-law, comes from Kansas. So, <laughs> oh right, excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it is difficult to know where to go next with it, though, isn't it? Because I mean, I mean, once the M1 came out, I mean. It, it was just such a huge leap from the other computers. Yeah. Um, mm. And, you know, I know they've had an M2 and an M3 since, but in all honesty, I can't see me buying another computer for, well, un- unless, you know, the mood takes me. I can't see a need for buying another computer for a long, long time. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I found that I tend to upgrade when I have um, someone in, in, in my church or a family member who needs a, a, a computer? So, right. being the mean Scrooge that I am, I get a new one and give them my old one. Um, um, <laughs> but they don't mind because you know, the wonderful world of Apple is that wow, this is marvelous, and the, and they have that lovely experience that I had when I first moved over to, over, over, over to Mac, yeah. thinking, you know, why, why, why did I do this earlier? The, the problem, of course, is remembering to delete my Apple ID off all those old appliances. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yes, this piece here, which is on iPhone in Canada blog, um, Greg 
Joswiak said, the fact we did this for 40 years is unbelievable. Um, John Turnus, the Senior Vice President of Hardware Engineering, has highlighted the transformative impact of Apple's shift to Apple Silicon. Um, with the transition to Apple Silicon, which we started in 2020, the experience of using a Mac is unlike anything before that and marked the change to a new era in the Mac's performance and efficiency freeing the company of Intel chips, which would result in hot computers and fans running wild. Well, so I think that's a little bit of hyperbole, but never mind. Uh, some some of them did, though. Some models used to sound like they were about to take off, I must admit. Um, uh, Alan Dye, the Vice President of Human Innovation and Design, says, our goal is to make those products work really well together and create consistency. Um, it was waiting. interesting to hear what you said, Andrew, at the beginning about your your Mac experience because uh, my brother uh, used to own a a PC, well, numerous PCs, and uh, whenever I used to get together with him because he lives in Sheffield, and uh, whenever I used to get together with him, we all he used to talk about was uh, the graphics card wasn't working properly, and uh, mm. he was having problems with this and problems with that, and eventually he. He he got used so bored of me battering him to get a Mac. He got a Mac, and he never mentions it now. Funny <laughs> <laughs> that. I, I, I mean, my, my my first public day of using a Mac. It was it was really funny because uh, I I um, used to take assemblies at a, a high school in in Whitton, my my previous parish, and uh, in fact, I, I think I'm the only vicar to have have. A school assembly inspected by the Office for Standards and Education. I got excellent, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when Very I used good. to have a PC laptop, I used to come in, plug it in, and, and to, the, to the projector, and the projector, oh, what are you doing? And you have to turn turn the Mac off, turn the projector off, turn the projector <laughs> on, turn, uh, t- turn, turn the PC back on, and eventually they talk to each other. So the first day with, with with a new Mac, I'm thinking I need to be there early. I've got no idea what's going on here, so um, I get there, open up, open up the MacBook, uh, plug in the lead, and the MacBook says, "Oh, you're doing this. Press this button. Bang! Oh, PowerPoint presentation ready to roll." And I got 25 minutes before any of the kids arrived for assembly. I went for a coffee in the staff room. Paper. I read the. <laughs> I've not read a paper on a Monday morning since, and this was nearly years ago. <laughs> Marvelous! Yeah, it's just it is that, that interface, um, and if it means every so often I, I, I shell out something for a bit more, as they used to say, the particular sci-fi program is a little bit more shiny. <laughs> I believe in shiny. I'm quite happy uh, to do that, and. Uh, Oh, why did they cut that program? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think most Mac users have probably had an experience of at some point of doing something that they, they were sure wasn't going to work, but it did simply because Apple had already thought about it. Uh, I, I remember doing something many years ago where someone had asked me to put together a um, a rolling uh, video uh, with some video in it, uh, so I. I I'd not used iMovie very much, but I, I I had a go with iMovie and pulled in this video, and I thought, oh, this this isn't too bad. And then suddenly she said, uh, "Can you can you add a PowerPoint to it as well?" And I said, um, "Oh, I don't know how to do that, but I'll give it a go." So I'm sitting there with power not PowerPoint keynote keynote. I'm open on my machine, and I've got iMovie on my machine, 
and I suddenly grabbed hold of the uh, the uh, keynote file and I dragged it onto iMovie, thinking this is this isn't going to work. This won't work. And it said, "Oh, you appear to have dropped a keynote uh, item into into iMovie. Uh, wh- how many seconds would you like between each slide?" And I th- <laughs> thought, "What? What?" <laughs> and I, so I just put, you know, ten seconds, please. And that's it. That was it. That was as easy as yeah. that. And I think there are. I say I think everyone who owns a Mac At has had some one something occasion. like that where they've tried to do something that on other machines is really quite tricky, and <laughs> it just worked. I I I think we we need to give credit to a whole lot of people in Cupertino have got nothing better to do with their time than make life easier for us. <laughs> thanks. That, that's true. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, particularly more and more as yes. everybody is their own uh, past personal assistant and typist and secretary and uh, mailroom operator and everything, and we've all got to do it all in one package. Uh, and you know, it's, it's it's the way we are today. Often, you know, people say, "Well, well, you know, talk about cute computing history." Remember Windows three? Long. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in Johannesburg, there was a housewife who posh housewife lived next to a golf course in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg. She decided to run computer training systems on DOS to teach people how to use it. And she gave me a two-day course for free, just so she could tell her friends at the winter at high tea and went to the golf club. A vicar came to my course because but I don't think what the vicar could do with a computer. <laughs> uh, and and the um the the, the 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 problem always that I get is people say, You're on your phone again. You know, what would you do without it? And the answer is about one quarter of what I do do. <laughs> exactly. And it's yeah, that true. Yeah, um, we we all rely on them very heavily these days, don't we? Well, yeah, our, yeah as, as individuals, and certainly I find myself as a as someone who's a, a community person, I can have yeah. an impact on my community in a way that I can't have done in in days past. Um, the old days of the uh, um, and Simon, the, the the old days of the. Uh, uh, Ronio newsletter, or, or even the spirit <laughs> ran off on the, on the bando machine, and and, the, and then you'd find some Boy Scouts to put it in in in, in the uh, in various houses of the parish. That's long gone. Um, mm. If I'm not tweeting or posting or facebooking four, five, six tweets a day, I get messages saying, "Are you all right? Because we missed your <laughs> yes daily joke, or we missed your." daily thing to think about um and yeah thank you thank you very much uh steve yeah. and company and uh, uh we hope you remembered your password when you got to the pearly gates <laughs> <laughs> yes yes in many in many ways the world is your parish has, be- has taken on a whole new meaning in the 21st century <laughs> do i detect a wesleyan in our midst? <laughs> indeed <laughs> well um, not specifically a Wesleyan, but a uh, Methodist, yes. <laughs> That's right. Steve didn't need a password. Do you know who I am? To quote the fake Steve Jobs, I've invented the iPod. Perhaps you've heard of it. <laughs> but uh, oh, talk, talking yes. of um, did another aside here, but t- talking of do you know who I am? I think it. I think it was in. I think it was in our Slack room, or if not, it was another Slack room. Somebody posted a 
a little oh. um do you know who i am advert and it was like you know okay you've got one minute left on your exam papers and uh they're all like finishing up their exam papers and one of the boys takes out a scratch card and he's busily scratching his scratch card as they all hand in their papers and then he get finishes scratching off his scratch card puts it in his pocket takes his exam paper to the desk and the like the monitor says you're too late you failed i t- i told you you know, you needed to stop writing and bring your papers to the desk. So he goes, do you know who I am? And the monitor says to him, I have absolutely no idea at all. And he says, good, lifts up half the papers, sticks his paper in the middle of the stack and walks off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our our middle son used to work um, at a a local uh, hotel that was very popular, Sunday lunches. And um, the, the manager of a football team, local football team, who shall remain nameless, but wasn't doing very well, um, came in with his posse and uh, went to order lunch. And my son said, oh, Mr. Magilton, how are you? Um, um, good to have you here today. Um, and he ordered his food. And um, after the our son said, by the way, there's a half an hour wait on food. At which uh, the football manager got to his full height and said, do you know who I am? And uh, my son said, yes, Mr. Majorton, and your team is not doing very well at the moment, is it? By the way, there's still half an hour wait on food. This is all about Ipswich Town, to be honest. I'm sorry for the soccer soccerites out there. Yeah, I'm a rugby man myself. but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. So there we go. That was um, – there's some comments there. Um also, uh, as the conversation concluded, Josriak expressed confidence in the Mac's enduring place in Apple's lineup, saying it's hard to imagine there being Apple without a Mac. Um, mm. And Craig said, uh, reflecting on the influence of the iPhone, I joke we had to create the iPhone in order to create the scale for Apple to build the Mac we really wanted to build. Oh, so, mm. yeah. That's some some of their takes on there. forty years of the Mac. Yep, yeah. I mean, certainly the the, the interconnectability between devices, uh, between the phone, the pad, and 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 the uh, and whether you've got a desktop or laptop. Laptop. I mean, I'm finding again and again and again, particularly some of the work I might do during the week, I'll make something in notes on my iPhone, knowing I'll get back home when I'm at my desk. The same note is there, and I I don't see that in any other system, and it's just really really helpful uh, and i'm making more and more use although you know, having converted from from pc to mac i'm making more and more use of native mac systems uh, as as i get older and presumably wiser but uh, you never know <laughs> there we are and actually the next uh the next piece we have is uh a piece from Digital Trends where uh, the writer said, the one unbeatable benefit I've enjoyed by going all in on Apple. And what he talks about here uh, with high praise is, of course, the um, the cross-device compatibility, continuity, continuity. and handoff, mm. and all those things which both you and I, Nick, have said several times is one of the greatest things about the Apple ecosystem. Um, yeah. Uh, Unlocking your Mac with your watch, uh, finding your phone with your watch, uh, 
<clears throat> the ability to do things like use your your iPad as a, uh, a mini side screen or as a drawing tablet. Um, the whole continuity thing. I think. I think the truth. I think the truth is. I mean, we all we all probably at some point or other spent an awful lot of time email, emailing ourselves with things. Oh, because that seemed the most sensible way of doing it at the time. Yeah. And and now I. I can't remember the last time I emailed myself because why would I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because there's so many alternative ways of doing it. Um, and particularly copying stuff from, um, I think I've said this before on the show, I have WhatsApp on my phone, but I don't have it on my iPad. And sometimes I want to copy stuff across. And all I have to do is copy and paste. <laughs> and it's, there it is. Yeah. Great. I, I mean, guys, I could do some advice here because the one device I don't yeah. have is a watch. Uh, and there's, there's a, excuse me, being a bit, bit God bothering about this, is that there's a re- spiritual and religious reason for it. Uh, about about five years ago, I was asked by a radio presenter what I was giving up for Lent on the day before Lent, and I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> so, uh, so I said, well, I'm giving up wearing a watch because I know I used to spend a lot of time looking at a watch. And now I find I'm spending my time looking at my phone. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm thinking, let's go back to a watch because it's slightly less intrusive than hauling a phone out of your pocket. So sell me an Apple Watch. What would that do that would make my life sing? Well, the first the first thing, obviously, you talked about hauling your uh, phone out of your pocket, Andrew. If you have your notifications come to your watch, you can have it ping or unobtrusively uh, vibrate for you. Um, and you Ooh. can simply have a look at your watch and see if that notification is important or if it's just, you know, run-of-the-mill emails, which I do quite a lot, which means I can um, I can see if it's an important message I need to either respond to from my watch, which I can do with, you know, there are some... There are usually pre-selected kind of short answers to a message, which might Payment say on the phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think I think primarily I'd say, um, uh, believe it or not, and this is a really thing to actually to to, to strike home, particularly for those people who have not had watches before, um, and that is. When 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 you uh, when you need to know what time it is, you don't have to get your phone out of your pocket. <laughs> you can just look at your wrist. Just look at your wrist. Yeah, it's amazing innovation. I, I, I mean, I mean, the reason why why it was a good discipline for several years is that because of the kind of diary pressure I'm under, and people think, oh, because you only work Sundays, don't you? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look at my diary. Um, is, is that when I was talking about, I was continually looking at my watch. Now that's that's not about the watch; that's about me. <laughs> uh, um, so hopefully, I've learned that because it doesn't really help people think that you're listening to them if you're always looking to go somewhere else. So maybe I'm ready for a watch again. Uh, but there is that sense, and you're right. The being able to know to to sort through quick to say this is urgent or it's actually the usual notification that um there'll be you, you need to be at here in in half an hour leave in 10 minutes that kind of thing and that really helps uh, yeah and and in all honesty you don't need the latest all singing all dancing watch to do that i mean my I, i'm just started to wear my because i i go through phases of not wearing a watch and then 
suddenly I feel like wearing a watch again. Uh, and I'm still on the um, second generation of of watch. And, and for me, because I'm not a you know uh, an athlete or need to measure how fast I'm running regularly, um, it 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 does everything I want it to do. And as I say, those those messages, those little taps on your wrist to say, "Oh, you've got a message," is really useful. And of course, you can you can have your um, your diary pop up on your phone on your watch as well. So that's quite useful. I, I thought "run" was a four letter word, <laughs> <laughs> spelt with two ends. <laughs> but that, that, that's, that's a useful piece of information for me as a, as a neophyte but in the watch era is do yeah. i need to you know, splash splash get the latest one or no. you know, go down no. find, find something i mean passed on see how it goes i uh last year i had an apple watch three so only one year newer than the one nick is currently using and i had that for well what four years something like that um mm-hmm. and i was thinking about getting a new watch and i sold my house and i had some money so yeah i treated myself i bought a new you know i bought a new mac and i decided to buy a new apple watch and i hummed and hard did i want to get the apple watch 8 you know with the always on screen and blood mm. oximeter and this that and the other and ecg and all sorts of other things and i thought how much am i actually going to use any of those features uh well probably once for novelty i'll check my blood oxygen i will take my heart rate and then i'll go right fine lovely so i opted to get the apple watch se2 which was Mm -hmm. basically the guts of i believe the apple watch 8 but without all the bells and whistles on yeah which saved me i don't know it still wasn't cheap but it wasn't it wasn't silly money um Mm. and i'm very happy with it you know it tells me that i've done enough exercise for the day you know it tells you to stand up if you want to tell it to stand up i got bored of that keep telling me to stand up every hour <laughs> i'll stand up when i'm ready thank you very much stop nagging me but uh, <laughs> yeah you can have all sorts of things you know if you wish things like you know do you wish to stop and meditate for three minutes it'll do that for you it will offer you the uh, option to you know reflect on your day a couple of times a day how how are you feeling all those sorts of things but most of all i must admit i use it simply to kind of try triage messages because messages yeah. will come i hear my watch uh hear my watch ping and i just look at it and it you know oh it's it pro you know news for the day oh it's bbc news latest on kate middleton's tummy surgery it's you know yeah traffic on the way home is still light nothing i need to uh, get involved with right now um yeah and if it's yeah. a short message I mean, you often you know like my wife you know can you pick up a loaf of bread on the way home i don't have to get my phone out and go to messages i simply tap okay in the suggested messages and carry on um yeah i mean that that really helps i mean i i um I as I go out of the house, most days I, I go up to one of our supermarkets to collect um, their waste food for our, our food bank. And as as I go out the door, it is, darling, do you want anything from the shop? WhatsApp me. And then by the time I get to the shop, the message is there. And if it's on the watch, that could be really helpful. Um, what about the bling factor? I mean, we're talking about the idea of a you know, 40th anniversary of Ruby, Ruby colored MacBook. Uh, is there something in the kind of the 
the glitzy stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I, I move in high places. I mean, I'm in Westminster more often than not. Um, both archbishops know me well, sometimes for the wrong reason. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the Archbishop of York, when every time he meets me, he laughs out loud. The Archbishop of Canterbury does the kind of, oh, a hand in face thing, not you again, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you you, you got to put on a show uh, when, 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 you, when you're up with the knobs. Yeah, is it worthwhile doing the... I mean, do do Apple Watch do kind of different casings for the well, same can, price, or you, you, and they do premium? they do the basic the basic watch. Then they do um, they do they did st- st- stainless steel. Do they still do stainless steel, Nick? You know, no? I've no idea what they do recently. You know what I'm like when we get to those bits. Oh of the yeah, show I yeah. Let me, let me have a quick look. <laughs> let me have a quick look. Let me go to Apple Watch. Uh, watches. I'm sure our Slack will have some ideas. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you can spend a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. You can spend a lot of money. Oh yes. Um, yeah. I wouldn't waste any money on uh, on buying uh, straps and things because honestly, you can get quite uh, cheap straps. And if you like a leather strap, which I do, and uh, they're very easy oh. to get and they're not expensive. So, uh, but don't buy them from Apple. You like a bit of leather? <laughs> I I do. Yeah, oh, 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 totally, totally off script. Um, uh, for for years and years and years, when I first became a vicar, uh, uh, my my bishop in Johannesburg uh, would only let us wear black or grey shirts. Um, so I was determined to to buy two black and two grey shirts with the allowance I was given. I realised I didn't like grey, but <laughs> I wore black shirts for for four or five years until I met. Uh, a, a clergy wife who was trying to make a living um, selling clerical shirts. And she had, believe it or not, stonewashed denim. I'm thinking, oh, I'll have one of those. And at that time, I was uh, helping out at a, a wonderful group of people called the Gay Christian Community in the red light district of Johannesburg. And, and I went along with my new shirt. And uh, one of the gentlemen um, who was a lovely guy, but he came up, started feeling my shirt and says, love, love the shirt. When are you going to get the leather one? <laughs> <laughs> At which the, the female members of, of, of the church said, come over here, Andrew, you're safe with us. <laughs> but glorious uh, <laughs> people. But, but on the other hand, there is that thing in the back of my mind, a leather clerical shirt. What's not, what's not to like? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> on, that, on that sort of... Um... You know, sort of sartorial side of it. Um, when the Matrix was all the uh, was all the rage, I, I believe mm. the Catholic Church actually had some advertising saying, um, you know, become a priest. You know, <laughs> and had pictures of people wearing, um, you know, Catholic priest robes in the style of uh, of Neo in, in the oh, Matrix. Oh, right, with a full length French coat and uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I uh, hold my hand up. I am very, very proud that um, my high school is a Royal Hospital School, which is south of Ipswich, uh, a royal foundation over 300 years old. Um, and that was a very expensive uh, independent boarding school. When I went there, it was a, it was basically a home ho- home for Matlow's kids um, whose who, who, who dads were away all over the world. Uh, but I went there uh, earlier this year, or very early this year, for performance of Jesus Christ Superstar, and they recast Judas as a woman 
And this girl came on stage, mohawk hairstyle, full on leather. And it just added so much anger and intensity to the role. You thought, wow, yeah, yeah, what's not to like? And I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I do a lot of work with um, young people who are in uniform groups like air cadets and sea cadets and such like. And yeah, I, I, I just want to, yeah, I cheerlead for youngsters. There's so much going on in their life. Forget about, yeah, anything else in terms of normal, normal hormone stuff. Just the tech stuff that goes in. And, and I, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I go for it. If you're near a young person in your life, uh, be, be the person who's there to. To, to support them and and and, and push them on and, and say you know um i remember uh, again you know, when i was in north ipswich uh, we had the possibility of uh, building a skate park uh, which was a great great thing in the end when it happened and we had this public meeting and about uh, yeah what kind of skate park should it be do we want one and everyone was young mums and everything. And, yeah, we need to get our kids out of the house. And there was this doddery old gent came in. And everyone looked at him and thought, oh, no, he's going to complain. He's going to moan. Middle of the meeting, he stood up and said, I've just got one thing to say, Vicar. Don't make the skate park easy. Make it a difficult one. Because our young people need a challenge. And then he sat down. They gave him a round of applause. And I think that's where we are uh, with, with the generation. I don't know. What do we call it after Generation Z? You know, um, just <laughs> this generation that, that's burgeoning, that's over half of the population of the world. Um, thus, those of us who've, who've had the hard knocks, who, yeah, who've had the experience with the tech, you need to be there. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Great. It's wonderful. But actually, here's something that would help you uh, and give you resilience and um, help you grow up, not just not just grow up, but grow up good. And um, yeah, tech companies got That's a lot good. to do with that. Yeah. yeah, so I've just had a quick look at the essay and it comes in uh, midnight, which is a sort of greyish black. Well, it's, it, mine's and midnight. And starlight, which is, a, you are, sorry, what was uh, that? Mine, mine is a midnight i have a midnight se watch yeah i've got a midnight yeah and then and to, they've got starlight which is a sort of oh that's hard to tell sort of uh, maybe slightly golden it's, i'm not it's, quite sure it's basically silver it has a slight golden hue in, in yes certain that's angles. right and then and then the actual aluminium looking one which is called silver yes Oh, you um, mean the aluminum one? The aluminum one, yes. Yeah. And well, no, because it because it's Johnny's <laughs> yeah. work, and Johnny was quite keen on that, wasn't he? It's aluminium. Oh. Aluminium, yes. The American, <laughs> even the Americans, I believe, you know, the Apple Watch is aluminium, not aluminum. Yes, yes. Because yeah. And the uh, the Apple Watch SE yeah. is from two hundred and nineteen pounds, so yes. that's actually not bad, is it? And it's, I think, it's two nineteen for the for the smaller one. Which is not it, um, which is 40 yeah. millimeters. And I think it's so if two, we go for 44 millimeters, that's uh, 269, I think. Yeah. Two, 249. I mean, you, yeah. you're competing with, with the price of, of, of a, a big brassy traditional watch, aren't you? Yeah. That, that kind of range. Yeah. You go yeah, to but the you're getting, yes, that's right. You're getting more functionality than that. So that's, oh, yeah. you know, because yeah. like with most Apple stuff, you know, that the good stuff has trickled down. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, it has. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say, you choose a color, choose the size that suits you, Andrew. Yep. Just get the basic, what they call the sport loop that it comes with, which is the elastomer, um, yep. rubbery type one, and then you know, treat yourself to a half decent strap off 
Amazon that will probably cost you about fifteen or twenty quid. <laughs> I mean, yeah. i i have the, I have a black Milanese loop, which I think I paid twelve pounds mm. for on Amazon. Mm. Um, I'm sure Apple's one is absolutely lovely, but I don't have two hundred and fifty quid to spend on it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I can I can open my desk cupboard now. I've got four watches in <laughs> that um, uh, <laughs> just just been there. You know. Yeah. The watch I had, uh, my dress watch, and the watch my dad had before he, he inherited from my brother, um, and the watch she's not listening, uh, the watch my wife gave me, um, which is one of these lovely ones that charges by sunlight. Um, oh yeah, I've made yeah. a mistake. I've been putting it in the drawer for three years. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I tell, I tell you, that's a that's a that's another really good use for it. If if you're someone who uses your phone to pay mm. or uses an electronic payment then having the watch on your wrist is makes it so easy to pay for stuff good because literally you just put your arm out and yeah and you're away yeah double yeah. double I mean, press the side button to bring it payment. up and um, just tap your yeah. wrist yeah. yeah i mean talk about electronic payment on either iphone or watches I uh, I don't know how many bank accounts you have, how many are offshore and, and things like that to, uh, in the Maldives, <laughs> most of our representatives in Parliament. But uh, vicarage life is is lovely. Um, and when we when we when we married, we decided that we would have one bank account for all the general running of, of, of parts of of, of our, our life together. Uh, my my beloved Leslie Ann has an account of her own which she uses to buy dog treats and knickers, basically. <laughs> and I have an account uh, that I use to buy tech. Um, and the only challenge I found with iPhone, and maybe the same with the watch, is that the default um, bank account is our joint account. Right. So she knows every time I spend <laughs> money. That is a point. I hadn't thought of that, yes. How but easy being... is it? <laughs> change. I mean, I, I don't always want the default one to be my experience. Oh, it's very one, easy. Yeah, it, it, it is very yeah. easy, Andrew, right? Like, um, I don't know, you might be able to see this on the camera. If I double-click my watch, you'll see, yeah. I think, can you see that there? It's brought up yeah. a card, and if I swipe yeah. up, it will bring up any other cards yeah, that I have yeah. linked. So Good, yeah. you, you set I mean, one as the default. If you want another one, you simply swipe to the card you wish to use and present that. So it so it, it runs the same wallet as as the iPhone, is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So that makes life much more fun, for example, in again in, in the oh British Rail. Remember British Rail? Yes. Uh, when you <laughs> when you've got an electronic uh, ticket on, on, on the train or um those of us who are privileged enough to be grey haired, um when you have to show your rail card every time to use your phone might be easier than again uh, to use your watch might be easier again than yeah, hauling out the phone because you're already working on your laptop it's possible that's what you do on your brain yeah. yeah 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 good oh i think i need to find 300 pounds don't i <laughs> <laughs> yes i still have people what i find quite amusing is as i say i've just started using it again um and that is that people still think it's a little bit otherworldly when you use your watch to pay for things, uh, which I find surprising because there must be an awful lot out there now. Oh yeah, um, well, I, but I, I was yeah, in the people supermarket. Still, people still say, "Oh, that's clever." I was in the supermarket the other day, <laughs> you, and I bought what? I bought a loaf of bread and a pint of milk, 
and just tapped. And the woman behind me said, did you just pay for that with your watch? I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, how does that work? Don't even start in Vicar world. Uh, the, the, the size of the device you're using makes a big difference on the impression that you give. I mean, it used to be said that a mobile phone is the only thing a man wants a smaller one of. Uh, but uh, <laughs> when, uh, when I, I, for example, when I lead a funeral, if I have the funeral service on my iPhone and I read from there, you hear the whispers. You can hear, actually hear it in the congregation. He's right. It's on Facebook. He's, he's, he's on Google. <laughs> but if I bring my iPad in with exactly the same files open, oh, this is a proper vicar. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and yeah, and, and I, I, yeah, it, 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 look, it's, it's a niche thing. I, I, I find that the, the, the cover I have for my iPad is not as gaudy as I would like it to be. It's somber and it's appropriate for crematoria and, and funerals, yeah. which is fair enough because we're on, on, on a different journey there. Uh, but it's just that odd thing, the presumption that if you're on your phone, you're playing a game. If you're on your laptop, you're doing work. Now we know that's not how it is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, um, I remember being. I remember being uh, because I'm an organist, and our organ is up on a balcony, mm. um, and and I'm at the back of the church. The the minister who is preaching can see me, mm. and I remember many years ago being at an evening service. So it is a many years ago because we haven't had an evening service for a long time. Um, but uh, being uh, as I was going out. He he uh, playfully said, "I could see you playing on your phone." <laughs> yeah. And what was amusing was I actually said, "Actually, I was taking notes about your sermon." <laughs> and he said, "Oh." <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could equally yeah. have well have been controlling your cameras for your. Uh... Well, this is true these days. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Actually, I was uh, changing. I was changing the um, slides so the correct words for the hymn were coming up behind you. <laughs> oh, talk, talk, but along that line, tell me I'm, about it. I'm going to put this. Yeah, this is what you need, Andrew. I'm going to put this one in in the chat. This is what you need. Look, you need right. a you need a twelve south book book um book book case for your phone, so it looks like a small yeah. prayer book. Ah, oh, oh that's good. Ooh. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's quite Very nice. Posh. Isn't it? Yeah, lovely. I, I mean, it it is all about impression. Yeah, uh, I I don't know why that the smaller the device, people presume we're not about serious business, but the bigger <laughs> device we are. Uh, maybe it's because well, we're all yeah. Often, what what is the whole thing? About taking the the beam out of your own eye before you take the speck of sawdust. Indeed, and let's face it, and let's and let's face it, churches are all there's always one or two in the church who you know the telephone was a bit of a leap, really, <laughs> te technologically wise. <laughs> something, something, a, a video to post sometime. Mrs. Beamish by Stilgo and Skellerin. Look her up. Um, who who absolutely abhors the sharing of the peace? Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, this is a B of E. Yeah, thou and thee is what we do, and bend the knee. Don't you dare touch hands with me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but there is that that kind of, of thing that presumes we're not allowed to move on because we're losing what we've got. Um, 
I remember once a, a lovely address by Rowan Williams, former Archbishop of Canterbury, who, who started with that lovely word from the hymn, change and decay in all around I see. It says, actually, if you're not changing, you're dead. Uh, yes. Maybe uh, that's the whole thing about going on to the next iteration of of the of, of the MacBook of the uh, of of the M1, the M2, the M3. We're not quite sure where it's going to go, but if we stop nibbling at it, we will die. Yes, um, true, and, and that's um, wonderful. I mean, yeah, but going back to the the, the, the beam of wood and, and the sawdust, I can only see the faults in others that I have in myself. Mm. <laughs> yes. For the day, I I hate it when I remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have a moan about someone. Oh yeah, because they do what you do, don't they? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, only too true. What's the yeah. saying? When you point one finger, there's three more pointing back at you. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> oh, dear. Very true. Uh, right, where were we? So um, that was the 40th anniversary. Um, what else have we got? Um, the Apple Watch saga rumbles on um, with various stays and ends of stays and import bans and so forth. Um, Apple have now agreed to turn off uh, the blood oxygen monitoring in Apple Watches 9 and uh, Ultra 2 in the US to uh, get around the import ban uh, imposed by the FTC whilst the rest of the case rumbles on. So you can still buy uh, Apple Watches 9 and Ultra 2 in the US. But for now, they will now come without the blood oxygen measuring um, until I, such time as Apple, I assume, either win and are able to turn it back on or lose yeah. and have to remove it permanently from the US. There we are. I, I got the impression from that that that's Apple saying we can do a workaround on this Um Let's just, yeah, put your hands up. Say, oh, I'm sorry. Did we, did we make a mistake? Oh, well, maybe perhaps um, turn it off. Uh, and, and that's the nice thing about, again, the, use, the, the connectivity and the usability of the Apple product. And uh, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll do it. Get the product out there. And eventually, people will want that stuff and either we'll, we'll have paid the money to the originator of the product or we'll have developed our own. Um, there will be money past hands, uh, money will pass between hands, and everyone will be happy in the end. And yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, pragmatic, really. Um, and uh, I, I think, yeah, well, well done, Apple, because other people might kind of dig in the hills and say, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not worth the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, the money you lose in sales compared to what it will cost you, and you get, you get a Pyrrhic victory in the court of law. Somewhere with someone who's decided that injury lawyers for you is their, is their best bet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Move on. There Next we story. go. Yeah. Next story. Um, according to Forbes, Apple issues new warning for millions of MacBook users. Um, this relates to uh, a GPU vulnerability which is present in the M2 MacBook Air and probably other Apple devices. 
Uh, it's known as Leftover Locals, uh, and it's found in GPUs by Apple, Qualcomm, AMD, and Imagination. When used successfully, attackers can read data left over from GPU processing, um, with the technique being demonstrated using an AI chatbot query. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, by recovering local memory and optimized GPU memory region, we were able to build a a proof of concept where an attacker can listen into another user's interactive LLM session across the process or container boundaries. Uh, Qualcomm has issued a firmware patch. Apple has confirmed that fixes shipped with the M3 and A17 processors, uh, but it still exists in the M2, MacBook Air and iPhone 12 models. What is unclear is if this vulnerability is present in other Apple hardware. Uh, however, anyone who wishes to use this attack must have physical access to your Mac. Uh, and we all know what we say about that. If somebody's got their yeah. hands on your hardware, you're as good as done for anyway. Yeah. All bets are off. All bets are off. So um, yeah. if it's not a remote attack to some extent, you're pretty safe. There we go. Um, yeah. Again, going back as 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 as, as a, a neophyte convert to from PC to Mac, that has been uh, the other thing that's been wonderful: the security and 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 the mm. frequent updates that come into the operating system, which um, you know, the the opposition, be it uh, MS or Android, don't seem to be as diligent about. Um, maybe it's just about volume, isn't it? As much as anything else. Yeah. Um, I just like I just so like the way that. I just like the way that Apple tends to step up and uh, think about security first. Yeah. Uh, I had someone, someone at church ask me, because I said I'd started wearing my watch again, and I had someone at church ask me, uh, what happens if someone steals it? I said, it's no good to them, because once it's off my wrist, they need my code to get into it, because yeah. Apple's already thought about security. <laughs> mm. 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 Yep. yep. And, uh, and, uh, and it is, you know, thinking ahead of the game, I sometimes, you, you know, much much as we like our, like our family of products, there's that worry. Let's, let's not make it too popular. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody has yeah. one. Yeah. Then we become the targets. Uh, uh, it's a target rich environment. But on the other hand, it is a target rich environment because the price level, although I think it's a faux price level, as I said before, because you get much more durability. So, you know, the, the kind of per year cost of your equipment is less than uh, a PC or an Android. Uh, but the um, the price level is so high is that those with criminal intent or just mischievous intent, which is one of the other challenges, might think, actually, let's go for the rich people. And uh, but it's interesting to find that apparently the three of us are rich by that, ca that category. <laughs> <laughs> you see my pension? Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. Mm. Um, so what else have we got? Um, Apple apparently had an update ready months ago to switch off the pulse oximeter. So let's just say that they were um, ready for that contingency. They apparently had the software switch for that uh, prepared in case of such a um, eventuality, which they have now had to use. Um, the Apple Vision Pro is not wireless, and this is driving some people to distraction, according to the tech radar. Um, 
But they knew it wasn't going to be. I mean, that's, that's a not a secret, story. is it? That's a stupid they knew story. It wasn't going to be wireless. Why complain about it now? I know it's <laughs> not. You know, they not even made. I mean, one of their photographs of it when they first um, announced it is a picture of it with the cable coiled up beside it and the battery pack next to it. Yes, um, exactly. There so, you go. Tough. Live with it for now. Yeah. I mean, we're st- we're still running into the the fact that we haven't got dense enough batteries, and I mean, everyone and his brother are working on it, and at some point we will have more dense batteries, and then you won't need a cable. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Or maybe the Chinese and their and their uh, nuclear batteries will uh, pan out to be. I did actually find another story about that in the week, which had more detail, and it does seem like it could actually be a goer. Certainly for the yeah, I was watching. um, There's a a a German lady, and I can't remember her name now. Who has a channel? She's a scientist, uh, and she does some very good stuff on YouTube. I wish I could remember her name. Um, But she was talking about it, and at the moment, they can they can because it's so small, they can only generate very small what power from it. Mm. Um, So for it to be big enough for a phone, powerful enough for a phone, is not possible at the moment. But they're talking about it being used for stuff where they need low power for a long time, like um, pacemakers, um, yeah, that as, kind and, of thing. As as we were taught, stuff we... stuff where you need tiny tiny voltages, but um, but for a very very long, long time. time. Which is obviously what we were talking yeah. about when we discussed the story, wasn't it? They were talking about cochlear implants yeah. and pacemakers mm. and similar. Yes. I, I I've never quite worked out our obsession with with high voltage um, and, and and lots of power. Um, when I was in southeastern Transvaal, which is now called Mpumalanga, uh, you go out to to the old farmstead, um, and everything's run by electricity from from a windmill, and the whole house is twelve volt DC. Mm. Every major appliance. I think, and this was you know, forty years ago. You know, what, why Why is it that we have this massive insistence on large amounts of power when it's not necessarily needed? Um, yeah. Our, our problem with our devices, of course, is screens, and they do, they, they do take a lot of power. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we're so, we're sort of stuck with uh, with where we are at the moment, well, uh, particularly because we like bigger and bigger screens. <laughs> well, there's that, there's that, and of course, Andrew is right. There's no reason you can't run everything off, at like you know, twelve volt. But you need to have your local, your own local power supply for that. Be it your windmill and some yeah. batteries, because part of the reason yeah. that that grids run on, you know, two hundred and forty and so on, is because you need that to push it down the cables otherwise you lose more yeah. than you push down the cables yeah yeah, yeah. I, 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 my experience uh, yeah that first parish i had in in the um, southeastern Transvaal, um there were more power stations than churches mm. um it's a it's a coal rich area and you have it 750 kilovolt is what you're using to transmit power and yeah the amount of energy you lose in in converting to a higher voltage and then de-escalating, you just yeah, it's just heat that goes out. Um, and maybe we might be a little bit concerned about the amount of heat we generate as human beings. <laughs> um, yeah, I think why, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's that kind of thing. Um, yeah, more yeah, go in a sense going back to we call them primitive roots, but I don't know they're that primitive, but learning to be content with what we have and where we're around us. Um, yeah. We talk, we're in the, in the, in the Tesla mode here, aren't we? And uh, 
our lovely, uh, incidentally, South African-born friend, um, and, and, and his role. But you know, why isn't it in, in our country, particularly social housing, that they're not being built with ground source heat pumps, with power banks on the walls, with solar panels as mandatory? Um, yeah. yeah, we've talked about this before as well. Yeah. Yeah. It yep. is a question of money or mates. I'm sorry. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. It totally is. I mean, we we've talked about this a lot. Um, Nick and I both agree that re, you know, realistically, even in this country, solar panels on the roof should be mandatory. No. Um, a basic. Well, particularly if you have a roof, if you have a roof that's suitable. I mean, well, obviously, yeah. some buildings aren't. But we could go out. We could go out of our way to actually make sure they're built that way, so that we can make the most well, of them. Exactly, that's the whole point. Yeah. But, but we shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, I mean, the, the vicarage I'm in at the moment, panels, uh, but because it was a new build. But the, the, the vicar moving into it had to fight for the solar panels because the argument against them was that not all vicars can have solar panels. So it's unfair that some do while others don't. <laughs> And right. we have to think, yeah, sorry, yeah, we're, we're all in this together. Let's help each other. And and if it so happens that, that I have £50 a, a month less electric bill, well, good on me. Hopefully, I'll, I'll use that money for good. But the idea that because we can't do it for everybody, we shouldn't do it for anybody, uh, it's, it's a facile argument. And, um, yeah. yeah, we just get on with it um, and, and change the rule. Interestingly, interestingly, uh, I also have solar panels and a battery and a... Uh, I just wondered, because I don't really understand how electricity works, because it's that sort of magic that we all use but don't really understand. <clears throat> I just typed the question, when I'm exporting power from my battery, do my neighbours use it? Because I've no idea how electricity works. And apparently, <clears throat> generally, that's true. So uh, if you export power, uh, then you are actually export your neighbors get to use it effectively well, uh, because it'll basically suck it from the nearest source <laughs> well, well that makes sense because the less dif- distance it travels the less energy it will lose so yeah, yeah. yes yeah but yeah no, i just i didn't really understand whether it had to go back to some distribution board and be sent back out again but apparently that's not the case Basically, if I pump it out into the wires in the street, then it gets distributed through the street. So, <laughs> so basically, yeah, your next yeah. door neighbours probably get first dibs and so on down yep. the street. There yeah, yeah. unfortunately, they still have to pay the electricity supply. <laughs> well, yes, but there you know. Come yeah. <laughs> Short of having a full-on revolution, I don't think there's a great deal we can do about that. Unfortunately. Uh, no, no probably not. Red flag. Can we see the red flag, please? Please? <laughs> oh, because of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well here we go um apparently the vision pro does not support hard contact lenses according to mac rumors um apple have said that uh hard contact lenses may interfere with the eye tracking uh as well as some oh. other medical conditions such as those which involve uh involve drooping eyelids changes in eye alignment such as strabin strabismus or lazy eye Uncontrolled eye movements, including nystagmus, um, this might impact the visual experience. Apple says to compensate for any of these, a- Apple users can adapt Apple Vision Pro to suit their needs for navigation using headsets, accessibility features, and instead of using their eyes, they can use their wrist, head, index finger, or voice to navigate. 
So, in other words, yeah. doesn't rely 100% on eye tracking. Um, but apparently, hard contact lenses may interfere with the eye tracking. Um, their other suggestion I'm sure, is... Uh, I'm sure that's probably true for almost all these devices. I mean, you, you the, anything that you're sticking on your face is going to be individual to you, isn't it? So if you, if you have vision problems, it's not going to fix those. No. No, no. They're, they're talking, I think, more about the fact that it may make the ability of the uh, tech to track where you're looking. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming the hard contact lenses may um, reflect whatever it's using to track your eyes more than your eyeball would. I guess so. Yeah, I guess They suggest so. removing your contact lenses and having some, uh, you know, corrective inserts or obviously Ooh. using one of the alternative navigation methods mm. should you suffer the problem you have to be careful what you put on your face i mean you have, you have um, gentlemen watching and see that the, the glasses are my new pair of glasses are uh, harry potter-esque and um <laughs> uh, recently I, I i i made the international headlines of um i, I don't know I don't, people think i made the mistake but actually you know following the, the bishop's guideline and and praying for a lesbian couple or a part of our congregation. Uh, they're both vicars, and uh, they're, they've been living together for some time. And all, all kinds of furore went out around the world. And uh, someone called me the Wizard of Woke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Do... I'll have that. Yeah, I'll have yeah. that one. That's an insult that I'm going to wear with pride. <laughs> yeah, know? indeed. You have a badge. <laughs> you can have a badge with that one. And... Yeah, yeah. We go, we go. I'm, uh, next time I go to General Synod, which is the Church of England's Parliament, I'm going to introduce myself as uh, the Wizard of, of by my name, the Wizard of Woke. Yeah, <laughs> everyone will know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, apparently, uh, just for what it's worth, scalpers are already hawking the Apple Vision Pro on eBay, and here's why you shouldn't buy from them. Uh, well, first of all, because they're apparently asking about $10,000, so three times what Apple are asking. <laughs> and secondly, of course, you're supposed to have it individually tuned to your face. So uh, why would you want to spend so, three times as much so for the, one that's... What's the definition of a scalper? Is that just that's somebody who you, sells on tech to, tr you know, to try and make a profit where it's not available? Yeah, they try and buy up stuff, you know, when it's like uh, PS5s, for example, was desperately short supply. So people right, were and then they try and bagging, sell them yeah, were bagging as yeah. many as they could, and then trying to sell them on at a, you know, a markup over the going rate. So, um, yeah. uh, why shouldn't you buy from them? Because they're immoral and unpleasant people. There you go. That's why. <laughs> also, you know, you're paying three times the price, and it won't be properly tuned to your face. Um, Apple has apparently offered to open the iPhone tap to pay to other payment systems in the EU. Um, no doubt because they're being leaned on to some extent. Um, this is because um, apparently people like PayPal and uh, various other third party uh, options who are not banks uh, were, you know, not allowed to access the NFC in the iPhone. Um, and I suspect the EU has leaned on them and they say that they will now open that to uh, selected other payment systems, uh, which is probably good for customers. Um, Spotify attacks Apple's outrageous 27% commission for external links. 
this is John Gruber at Daring Fireball. And to be honest, uh, I think even John Gruber, who's well known to be heavily Apple biased, thinks that Apple are, uh, let's just say, taking a bit of the mick there. Really? Um, basically, uh, if somebody uh, wishes to use an outside payment system, uh, Apple are going to force them to track it, audit it, and then send them 27% commission regardless. So um, mm. I think that's... Uh, yeah, that seems a little unfair. I think that's, uh, I think that's you know, yeah, uh, that's dog in the manger behaviour, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah. I mean, Apple's view of it is that uh, their 30% commission is not just for the payment system, but for everything else they provide to apps in the yes. App Store, which yeah. is, you know, I guess, but I still think only knocking 3% off, um, which is basically just the payment fee, uh, strikes me as being a little bit... Uh, I think, if I recall, I think at the end of the comment, he says something along the lines of, it's within the uh, letter of the law, but apparently faith and spite, good faith and spite uh, are not you know, <laughs> not legal requirements. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like Apple are just stamping their feet petulantly, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. You know, what, what, what do you mean we can't uh, force them to uh, continue to use our payment system? Well, if they use somebody else's, then we'll give them a discount of 3%. Um, mm. Mm. There we go. Um, whether or not, of course, they'll get away with that, uh, you know, it's quite likely somebody else will come along. And Remains to be seen. We will yeah. have yet more court cases and antitrust cases and so on until it's all ironed out eventually. Um, for those who are interested, the Apple Vision Pro content can be beamed to other devices via AirPlay. Um, so that obviously, I guess, if you're doing something, you can beam it to your Apple TV so somebody else in the room can see what you're doing or so on. Um, in the same way as if you... My boy was uh, brought his MetaQuest headset here at Christmas time to show us, and obviously we were beaming it from there to the TV screen so that... Uh, his mum and I Jolly could good. see what he was doing as he showed us various games and things. So uh, you'll be able to do that. Not really a huge surprise, I suppose. Um, is the best Windows laptop an M3 MacBook Pro? It could be with Parallels Desktop. And this is from... How many times have we heard this? Yeah, I know. Well, of course, oh, the, the reason for this... The reason for this is you can now run Windows 11 on an M3 Mac with Parallels Desktop and Microsoft has a support document for you. So this is oh, now wow. official, officially allowed. Um, to do so, you do have to have a copy of um, Windows 11 for ARM, I believe, um, which you will have to buy or, you know, no doubt possibly there's a deal when you get Parallels. Um, it was possible previously um, on Parallels Desktop, but I think you had to jump through some hoops to get a nominally a developer version of uh, Windows yeah, for so. ARM. I think That's right. it, was a, it was a sort of it wasn't actually officially sanctioned, but you could do it. And Windows, you know, Microsoft wouldn't stop you. They wouldn't do anything to stop you. Now, apparently, it's officially supported. So it's I assume... make an interesting headline, wouldn't it? Yeah, and now, at last, you can run the operating system that you were desperately trying to get away from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. But then again, there are perfectly good reasons to do so. Um, I did it for many years at work. 
so that I didn't actually have. Yeah, to I, I would have thought that. I would have thought there's less and less and less now, though. I oh mean, yes, gosh. less and less. At, now. at one time, it, at one time, it, you know, there were definitely lots and lots of PC software out there that just wouldn't run on the Mac. But that's just become less and less and less over time. And um, yeah, I don't know if uh, you I've, found I, your. I don't know if you found that the operating system is becomes the be all and end all. Uh, my wife runs still runs on uh, Windows and. She passes me her, her you know, um, laptop occasions to make this work. And I've got no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking, what what is this thing? Um, it is just so foreign, um, and nothing's where it should be. And, <laughs> and yeah, that. yeah, again, yeah, the the old telephone box, press yeah. button A, then button B, and find the throttle bit, uh, and, and thinking. What's going on here? And it has to be easier. Uh, do, and did any of you have, ever have the the Scion communicator? Uh, not personally, no. but I know my my friend yeah, Andy before, had one. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, before smartphones came in, um, and that kind of get, gave me that. Uh, uh, I think it was a Sinclair project originally, wasn't it? Um, the, the origins of it, but the the, yeah. the difference between between Apple and and Microsoft and Android is that whole idea of sampling software. Um, whereas I think the someone told me once the, the 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 other systems the approaches make a big box and you have a very fast processor that sorts through all the rubbish and finds the bit you want. Whereas um, the Apple approach and the, and the Sinclair and the Cyan approach was, but actually we'll put everything in files and we'll just pick something out as we need it and then put it back. It's just working on, um, and, and maybe it's it's a USA um, culture thing where the answer to any problem is to have a, a bigger engine. Chuck more stuff at it. Chuck more stuff at it. Yeah, and Cyan, and, 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 and I think maybe Apple have, have, have said, actually, we can do it smarter instead of just bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, the the the, the biggest thing that, that helps me with Apple is I don't have to close everything before I start something else. Yeah, I have a whole lot of stuff open. Yeah, and it's just yeah. there, just a bookmark because it goes and fetches the files as you need it. Doesn't load the whole lot into <laughs> your RAM. And you find you get you gummed up and you slow down. And uh, wrapping up the uh, Apple stories for the week. Uh, based on what you said uh, earlier, Andrew, uh, this is one that will make all of us annoyed. It is iPhone users left raging by woke update, which allows for pronouns to be added to contact cards. Uh, who are these? Who are oh, these Apple yeah. users who are outraged by the wokeness of pronouns on your contact card? I want to know. <laughs> if they are, they're going to be out of my contact soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that, that was from the that was from the Toronto Sun. I don't know if there's a lot of you know hardcore conservatives <laughs> in that area or something, but uh, I'm pretty sure most of us are. Maybe. Not in the least bit They're bothered. Probably the border. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, really. I mean, why would you complain? To be yeah. Why would you complain about anyone adding functionality to something? I mean, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. <laughs> no, it's like, what? Yeah. You know? Anyway, I, I don't get it. No, yeah. allows <coughs> people to add pronouns. It would block. You know, only the same as it's just another. Another line in the contact card, which is like you know, phone number, email address, name, company, notes. Yeah, 
preferred pronouns. What? I don't. What's the problem with that? Nothing. Anyway, there you go. Some people apparently consider it too woke, and uh, you know they will never yes. use their iPhone again. Uh, well, bad luck then. Oh. Off you go. Bye. We will miss you. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> don't let I the wish, door hit you I on the way that, out. If the, <laughs> yeah. If there's one, uh, if there's one word I wish we hadn't invented, it's not woke because, of course, woke is the past of wake. <laughs> but uh it's the woke in the sense it's being used these days i wish i just it just oh, annoys me as a word oh yeah i wish we wouldn't use it yeah i, I mean the, the origin yeah woke was originally a, a, a challenge yeah wake up everyone yeah be awake to what's going on and it's become an insult yep um yeah by, yeah and we're all snowflakes because the gammons say so oh no <laughs> <laughs> Hyperbole, how your arm was. Ah, ah, yeah. Do, 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 do what you got to do, and do, but make sure you're doing good, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whenever I hear, so, whenever I hear someone say, uh, I, I, "I'm a snowflake," it makes me think of I'm a teapot. You know, I'm a snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, what was that? I, I, be, um... I, we, we, we run a lot of community projects in in, in our parish here. And uh, someone said to me the other day, oh, you know, St. John's is seen as a soft touch. I said, yeah. Uh, is, are you complimenting is that, us? Yeah, is, that a, <laughs> yes, is that a bad thing? Yeah. That was <laughs> what we were supposed to be doing, you know, uh, <laughs> helping people. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> yeah. You should be adopting a more, you know, a more Dickensian thing. You are not deserving enough. Go away and oh. become more deserving of being poor or whatever. I had a church in East Suffolk at Blyford, uh, All Saints, and, and a benefactor, a great big stone plaque on the wall, had given £100, which I presume was a lot of money in those days, for the deserving poor of the parish. <laughs> I don't know yeah, how you get to be undeserving poor, but uh, yeah, apparently you could only <laughs> have money if you deserved it. So, <laughs> exactly. No, let's, let's not go down there. <laughs> yeah, let's not go back yes. down there. Right. there that sounds like just an excuse not to give any money away. <laughs> really? Yes, yes, I think you're right yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. There we are. So we'll wrap up with uh, the security and privacy. Um, an FTC order has prohibited the data broker X mode uh, and OutLogic, who I believe was spun out from X mode because they were selling sensitive location data. And the FTC has now, I believe, fined them and uh, prohibited from doing any such thing, which is good. Good. Um, good. Yeah. Uh, Meta faces an EU privacy challenge over pay for privacy consent choices, uh, where I believe um, they're offering you a choice to have, uh, you know, less uh, intrusive uh, behaviour by them if you give them more money, which sounds like a shakedown to me, doesn't it? Yep. Nice privacy oh, you, you have here. Wouldn't have you wouldn't have ex you wouldn't have expected that from Meta. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, and California uh, have introduced a delete act which allows consumers to make one request to re delete personal data. Um, I haven't read into this. It only applies if you're in California, I believe. Um, 
the California Privacy Protection Agency must create a way for people to make data brokers delete their delete data with a single request. Um, Good, if you're interested yeah. Good luck with that. Yes, indeed. But, uh, you know, uh, I guess it's with all good intentions, how uh, how feasible it is in real life, who can say? Um, but there you go. We'll skim over them. And the uh, worth of chirps for the week, seven secret iPhone tips you should know, according to this ex-Apple employee. Um, I think I knew all of them, but there you go. Doesn't hurt to refresh yourself on some of the um, perhaps lesser-known little hints and tips. Um, and slash gear, what is MailDrop and how do you use it? And for anybody who doesn't remember, that is uh, the fact that Apple allow you to send honking great attachments to other people uh, by simply attaching it to your mail. And rather than it being cut off because it's more than 10 megabytes or whatever, it's uploaded to Apple, who then send a link on to the recipient saying, get your large attachment here. Uh, is similar to the way I believe Microsoft do stuff with OneDrive. Um, and there you yep. go. That is it. That is all yep. of the stories. So Correct. that's quite a long show this week, but never mind. It's all good stuff. That's so what, um, That's what happens when you get the vicar on the show, really. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. That's not true. That is, guys, that's uh, not true. It's been lovely yeah. to have you on, Andrew. And so... We'll do the wrap up. So, if you would like to go first, Andrew, you can tell people where they can uh, find you and or contact you, and uh, I will put. If those you wish to be found, of course. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you know. You oh, know. yeah. What? What's yeah? Where? Where? Where's Wally's favourite hymn? I, well, I once was lost, but now I'm found. <laughs> but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm 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 the Reverend Canon Andrew Dopchin. I'm the Vicar of Felix, though. That should probably give you enough information if you do an internet search. Um, there is another Andrew Dotchin in social media. He's a software engineer in London, uh, but uh, there are not many of us around there. Uh, D-O-T-C-H-I-N, spell the name. Um, and the easiest way to contact, at Suffolk Vicar uh, on X, and, and you'll find a tag on Insta and everything from that. And um, if you can't get hold of me because you're far away, get in touch with your local port. And there will be someone there who's helping sailors. It would be lovely to receive your gifts of iPhones and oh, any, any kind of smartphone and tablets so they don't feel so lonely when they go down to the sea in ships. Indeed. Thanks very much, everyone. Right. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, as ever, uh, you can find Nick and myself uh, in the Slack room. Uh, join the Slack room from the link in the show notes. And uh, you can find me on X Twitter as at Serenak, S-E-R-E-N-A-K. All of our stuff is, of course, over at EssentialApple.com. And uh, with that, thank you for listening. Thank you to all the people who support us in various ways. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website EssentialApple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. 
And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Hey, David, this week on TechFan, let's talk about Apple. Uh, don't like it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Windows? We can talk about Windows. Boring! Um... Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of cool things in 3D printing going on. We could we could talk really? about cool. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, uh, what about like the uh, Raspberry Pi? We've we've discussed that in the past. It's tech fan. No, uh, you're you're just being difficult now. What do you want to talk about this week on Tech Fan? How about we talk about Apple and then a little bit about Microsoft and then the Raspberry Pi? You suck. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you next time.